The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across me is the one, the only, the luscious Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi. All righty, so I'm going to let you run with this one because I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name <laughs> because we know my, my history of pronouncing names. names correctly. Yes. And this one here, it's not in my wheelhouse, like not even a little bit. All right. Okay, folks, here we are. <laughs> This is episode 200 and something? Uh, I think it's like 246. By now you've heard us talk about serial killers of all shapes, sizes, proclivities, motivations, and methods, right? Well, I found a case out of Austria that gave me some pause while I was researching it. Was it like menopause? Or- <laughs> it's, too, it's too early for that was shit. Was it like bear paws or cat paws? <laughs> Always cat paws. I'm the kitten. Meow. Uh, not because of her her methods or motives. Uh, by this point, we've seen almost all of it. There seemed to be a common sentiment throughout the reports and articles I read. Well, let me just quote one for you. Elfried Blaunsteiner, I did it, (laughs) throughout the reports and articles, uh, I went back up a sentence, is described as the most venomous female prisoner in Austria since the Middle Ages. Holy shit. She has a female fan club who applaud Austrian women standing up to their men by uh, whatever means, (laughs) however you do that. Killing, what, you know, it's by divorce or it's by like hatchet. Death, you know. <laughs> Despite that description, this case is out of Austria. Therefore, there's very little information to be found that isn't completely redundant. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> we see that with a lot of places. I find that a lot though in, in like South America and Mexico and everything. Yeah, like it, the information. Like you'll read like a thousand newspapers and they all basically say the same thing. He killed 50 people and two of them were women and now he's dead. Yeah. And that's, but, oh, that's Friday this week is like that. I was like, I have, I have looked at 20 different sites and it's the same thing over and over again every single time. So what, like nobody has anything new to say. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> it's still interesting though. So that's good times. Good times. Uh, yeah. So, However, you can be sure that short of traveling to Vienna to dig through records there, I did everything I could to find out as much as I could about Elfriede Blonsteiner. Before I begin, I will say this. We could have featured her on two separate days. There are parts of her case that obviously qualify her for Medical Monday, hence the reason we're featuring her today. However, she could have also been featured as a thought-provoking Thursday. Since I don't want to give away too much in advance, let me just dig right in and let you know what I found out. I'm all ears. A unique serial killer. There's little doubt that Alfreda Blonsteiner could have could be considered one of, if not, the most unique serial killer in modern history. One article I found said she was a a real lunatic's lunatic. <laughs> Wait a minute, do you have her phone number? Because that seems to be the kind of chicks that I attract. <laughs> Uh, I am here, so, I mean... <laughs> That's kind of hot. 
You know, now, now I'm kind of wondering if... Uh, so crazy. It, oh, dude, it'd be, it'd be great. You know, if I can spend the night over here, I'll be wondering if I wake up the next morning. That's 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 my thing. You love that. I do. Like, hmm, I made it through <laughs> another day. God damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty happy about that. Uh, if I must say, they had good reason to describe her in those terms. After all, Elfrida wasn't anything if she wasn't a compulsive gambler. Roulette of all games... Uh, that was her her game of choice of the regular or Russian variety. <laughs> In fact, she visited Spiel Casino Baden at least. They shoot, they shoot you instead of themselves. Yeah, they yeah. shoot you instead. Yeah, <laughs> um, a casino at least two hundred and thirty times in one single year. That's an underestimate to say the least. Jesus so she used Christ. to do that almost every single day. However, that's not everything about her that you need to know. No, apparently not, because if she's on her <laughs> show, she's killed some people. Yes. This isn't called, like, Gamblers Anonymous or anything like that. <laughs> serial gamblers. It's serial gamblers. She didn't kill anybody, but she spent all of her uh, husband's She killed money. her bank account, yeah. She killed the bank account, and uh, then she had to hook herself out holding a sign saying, we'll do Austrian things for food. For food. Oh. Let me channel my inner... Billy Mays for a moment, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Give it to me, Billy. <laughs> the authorities believe Elfrida was responsible for the deaths of at least 15 people. She admitted to killing six of them. Uh, even then, there were, quote, good reasons each of those people had to die. Would... After Elfrida was arrested, the investigators asked her about the other murders. They wanted to know if she was responsible for committing them. Can you guess what her reply was? Well, if she has any brains at all. Well, okay, you know, and I, I don't even tend to guess that anymore. You want to know why? Because sometimes you sit there and go, common sense says you'd say no. But then we've had other ones where it's like they'll, they'll knock, 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 knock. Hello? Yeah, we're the police. Did you kill a couple of people? That, oh, fuck, you caught me. Yeah, uh, I did son it. Son of yeah. a bitch. That was just, <laughs> you, you didn't have to grill me so hard. Yes, I am your killer. I did and they're like, it, yeah. Dude. We were just asking. We, you're not. You weren't even a suspect until Take now. Thank you. Yes. We <laughs> solved this case in like thirty seconds or less. That's a new record. So I don't. I, I'm a, gonna assume that she said, "No, I'm sweet and innocent." Well, she said uh, she had one question for them. She wanted to know how much will you pay me for it? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! That sounds like there was a one that I did out of. Um, Canada. Oh, fuck. I got his face, but I can't remember his name. But uh, he kind of did the same thing after the fact, though. He said, I'll tell you where the, these bodies are, but it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. Because I'm going to need more, more money for the commissary in prison. Oh, like, no. He what wanted the to fuck go are to, you going to do with it? He wanted to give it to his wife and his kid, which Oh, well, that that's okay, admirable. Yeah. Still, man, you're charging these people a shit ton of money to find out where bodies are. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. As far as the authorities were concerned, Elfrida was merely a bejeweled, fur-sporting, bourgeois, and manipulative, charming, visionary fantasist. What a, what a title. <laughs> uh, when all was said and done, Elfrida was not even remotely capable of expressing or feeling empathy on any level. Not to mention, she was the epitome of someone with histrionic personality disorder. She was a classic psychopath. However, she was an amusing psychopath, to be sure. Sweet. So she, like, juggled and shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, She's dun, got a hat dun, with bells dun, on dun, it. Dun. 
shoes. Uh, <laughs> that kind of girl, man. <laughs> the jester. Austrian citizens only saw Elfrida as nothing more than a uh, cold-blooded killer. She preyed on those that were rather lonely and more fragile than her. She murdered without any remorse and did this for only one reason. To feed her passion for gambling and her extravagant materialistic desires. However, Alfreda was rather generous when it came to the uh, blood money she gained. When she was at the tables in the Baden Casino, she was known to offer some of her chips to the losers who had been wiped out at the tables. She often bought random expensive gifts that she bestowed upon her neighbors. Uh, Then when her daughter was laid off from work, Alfreda handed her approximately $150,000 just because. Like, well, Damn, thanks, what a mom. Good mommy. <laughs> I don't care how you got it. Doesn't matter how I got it. No, nope. I'm not going to ask it. any You're questions. Fine. Yeah. Um, but she had an extreme hatred for men. Alfreda's dark side was on full display when it came to her very own audacious and unrepentant testimony during her trial. Let's just say, while she was on the stand, she admitted to having an unquestionable hatred when it came to two things. The male gender and poverty. God, me too. I cannot stand men. Like, I won't sleep with them at all. That's why I don't date them. All men are pigs. I refuse to date men. That's a whole nother show. Not about hating them. And but that's they, a different soapbox. Then they so. look at you and go, you don't need lube. Just bite the pillow. And I'm like, um. <laughs> no. They're problems, I'm say man. no. Yeah. No means no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need a good cry. Elfrida's hatred for the opposite sex didn't develop until after her first marriage. Apparently, soon after she gave birth to her daughter, her first husband left her and filed for divorce. Probably from the fucking gambling, man. She said, since then, I've hated men. That's all it took. It couldn't be something about you. It couldn't possibly be you. Oh, my God. I've been divorced a ton of times, and I've never looked back. That's why I hate women. I I hate women for a totally different reason. Not all women. Not all. (laughs) I had to point that out before you stabbed me. Yes. But most. Most women (laughs) are just fucking, including my ex-wife. She was a late bloomer. No, she was a con. Oh, uh, you're the the person we're talking about. (laughs) Different different person. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) In the world of serial killers, Elfrida would be considered a late bloomer. (laughs) Thought y'all would like that one. Mainly because she didn't commit her first murder until she was 50 years old in 1981. God damn, girl, you were a little old to be killing. Well, knock it the fuck off. You know, at 50. it's never, you're never too old to start a new, uh, you know, <laughs> venture. You can do anything at 50. <laughs> That's right, man. So I took my, I took a little bit of my centrum for seniors. And yes. Now I'm going to go out there and murder people. Seniors? You're two years away from that. I'm less than that, man. I'm like a year and a month. Well, that doesn't make you a senior. I feel like it. I swear to God. <laughs> Some days more well, than others. I, well, like today because I got tanked last night, man. I fucking, I put down some booze last night. Like a lot. And I feel good, but... Eh, little rickety. <laughs> yeah, I, I sleep evaded me the last two nights, so I'm. It's like seven or eight hours in in the past two days. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, I went to bed at four o'clock this morning. Okay, you want to go take a you want to go take a nap with me, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> I got candy, and actually, I do. I got gummy bears on the side of my bed. 
you know, gummy worms are usually my favorite. But no, I don't have that kind of worm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Jesus Christ! <laughs> We're talking about serial I killers. He turns around. He's trying to have sex limp. with Laura. What the hell's wrong with him? He needs Jesus. Here's the thing. Scott needs <laughs> Jesus or go to church or something. Like mental help? What the f- Everybody it's, wants me. Come on. I don't even want to talk to Scott anymore. Jesus Christ. There's <laughs> so much going on with him with the dick jokes and everything. God damn it. Uh, okay. I, 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 I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> but <laughs> that's when she murdered Erwin Niedermeyer. That neater mayor. What the f- okay, we're just gonna roll with these messed up names all episode. Great. What's well, a Y? It's not an yeah. Okay. <laughs> For, yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't Niedermeyer a character on Revenge of the Nerds? The movie. I thought so. Yeah. That's, that sounds super familiar. Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was the janitor from her apartment complex. Hmm. However, she insists that she merely helped him to commit suicide. She no, was totally, doing a service for him. No, I, totally. I, I, here's what happened. She's being framed for that one, and let me tell you what happened. There he was, and he, he wasn't like he wasn't mopping the floors or vacuuming correctly. So she went, "Hey, why don't you vacuum right?" And he's like, "Fuck you!" But in Austrian, and uh, <laughs> which probably sounds something like "hava hava hava." That could be it, yeah. Got, I got yeah, things going on. Anyway, um, and the th- maybe he slipped and fell. Not his fault. And then? <laughs> so, during her uh, testimony regarding the murder, Elfrida stated, He was a criminal. I despise him because he always beat his wife and children. Uh, so which was it? Did she kill him because he was an abuser? Or because she wanted to help the man commit suicide? She can't have it both ways, can she? Qualifying as a medical serial killer. Although Elfrida's first addiction was compulsive gambling, her second seemed to be committing murder. In fact, she was, an, she was acting as a caretaker for 78-year-old Otto... Rinal when she conducted a little experiment. Otto was a diabetic reliant on insulin. Oh, this one again. Eucaglon. To control his blood sugars. <laughs> Elfrida figured out that if she would give him slightly larger, larger doses over time, it killed him. So, you know. Well, how else are you going to find out? You have to experiment. Yeah, not only that, but his death was ruled natural and she got away with murder. Hence her qualification as a medical serial killer. Uh, after Alfreda murdered Otto, she took nine years to cool off because she committed her before she committed her third murder. Her next victim was Rudolf Blonsteiner, husband number two. He was in a uh, mysterious coma for 10 days before finally passing away in August of 1992. Um, she later told the authorities, Rudy deserved to die. <laughs> I have my reasons. As I mentioned earlier, Elfrida had what some referred to as a fierce gambling addiction. 
However, she didn't always have the best of luck in the casinos, as reports indicate she lost more than she won. It was around the time that her second husband, Rudy, died that she decided to focus her attention on wealthy targets who were also rather elderly. Wait a minute, didn't she start hating men after her first husband? Yep. Why the fuck would you go marry a dude if you already hate guys? Like, for real, man. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I know that some people get married for sex. Okay, that makes sense to me. But still, honey, you could have gotten dick anywhere. You don't have to marry him. Just saying. She's marrying a bank account. Oh, no, that could be it, too. No, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, no. All right, no, I'm right there with you. Okay, <laughs> it's all making sense <clears throat> to my little brain now. Um, Considering she was friends with a shady attorney named Harold Schmidt. It's always a Schmidt. <laughs> she could easily create forged wills. The two of them were able to pilfer the estates of Elfrida's wealthy victims. Eventually, he's going to have to go, though. That's He's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. You cannot have witnesses. Well, it's, it's, you know, like tissue paper. She just uses up guys and throws them away. Throw them away. As soon as Harold notified her that the documents were ready, she set about cooking a nice meal for her victim at the time. A meal that was prepared with a little extra attention and a couple extra ingredients. <clears throat> You glucon. I don't know why I'm having such a problem with that word today. You-glucon. I've read it in so many different ones of these, but um, an insulin and anaphernil, an antidepressant. After the food was consumed, the victim would become lethargic and she would call for an ambulance. Once they arrived at the hospital, it wasn't long before they were dead. But she doesn't discriminate. <laughs> Once Elfrida decided to kill in order to raise funds to support her habit, she decided she wouldn't discriminate when it came to her victims. Well, that's good. I mean, at least she's not racist or anything like that. Equal opportunity killer. Yeah, no, I can respect that. Only because she's not killing me. (laughs) In fact, she set her sights on Franziska Koberl, her 84-year-old neighbor. She volunteered to be Franziska's caregiver. What a nice lady. (laughs) How sweet. Yeah. That way, there wouldn't be any question why the women would leave Elfrida, why the woman would leave her 170,000 euros upon her death. Shortly after December 15th, 1992, when Franziska died, Elfrida claimed her inheritance. After Elfrida pulled off her first scam-related murder, she decided to recruit more victims. She placed an ad in the personal column in an effort to get the wealthy elderly men to come to her. Hold on, I'm taking notes. I can get wealthy elderly men. (laughs) Hmm. I'm not gay, but you know, a million's a million. (laughs) Yes, money is money. Sometimes you gotta let somebody push your head down a little bit. I'm just saying. (laughs) In the ad, she told any potential prospect that she was willing to be a loyal, caring companion to them <laughs> for the short time that you have left on this earth. No, I believe her. Yeah, I'm, that tracks. So husband number three answers an ad. The first person to respond to Elfrida's ad was 64-year-old retiree Frederick Docker. She was so attracted to his wealth that he became husband number three. However, she barely waited for the ink to dry on the deed to his house that he signed over to her before she began to plan his demise. What Elfrida didn't anticipate was her new husband's resilience. 
In fact, the 20 tablets of euglucon <laughs> that it normally would have taken to kill someone barely phased Frederick. <laughs> He's a, I am super Austrian. <laughs> you yeah. can't kill me. <laughs> that just meant that she had to be more persistent. By June 11th of 1995, he was finally dead. According to the medical examiner's report, Frederick died as a result of bilateral pneumonia resulting from cardiovascular failure. Holy shit. After that, his remains were sealed in a tank full of formaldehyde and shipped off to Vienna Anatomical Institute. Apparently, Elfrida was feeling philanthropic, so she donated his body to medical science. Maybe that's what should be done with my body. You can. It is a thing. They'd be like, this great specimen fucking died. Like, yeah, that's my... <laughs> now rub my butt. My dead, cold, <laughs> lifeless butt. Tell me I'm pretty. <clears throat> Elfrida didn't want to waste any time before placing her next ad in the personals. Hell, Frederick wasn't even dead before the next one was printed in the paper. And it read, Widow, 64, would like to share the autumn of her life with a widower. And this time she received several dozen replies. Elfrida sat down with all of the responses she acquired from her ad to choose the perfect candidate to be her next victim. She set her sights on a man named Alois Pilcher. <clears throat> well, it probably wasn't the man so much as his uh, $400,000 estate that caught her attention. <clears throat> I mean, he's, she's doing all this for something under half a mil. Mm, but this was the 90s. Oh, okay. No, okay. So, all right. That makes sense. And she's going to do it again. So it doesn't have to, you know, I mean, it's not like a one and done thing. <laughs> uh, true. I'm just, I'm thinking it's under half a mil and it, yeah. that, that wouldn't even... That wouldn't even be worth the time. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's chump change, man. It's like, seriously. Now that Frederick was dead and Elfrida had chosen her next target, she began to grow impatient. In fact, it was the impatience that led to the mistakes she made and her eventual downfall. Not long after she got together with Alois, she tasked her shady lawyer with drawing up the falsified will. Once that little bit of business was taken care of, Elfrida began the process of murdering her victim. However, this time, she just wanted to hurry up and get it over with. After all, time is money uh, that she needed to get back into the casinos. That's true, man. Instead, no time. Chop, chop, chop. Yeah. Instead of taking her time to give him uh, the drugged co- cocktails and meals in gradual increments, she just decided to do it all in one shot. So I guess this was a one-and-done thing. <laughs> if Elfrida would have dosed uh, Alois the way she had all of her other victims, he would have died while he was in the hospital. That means that his death would have looked natural and not drawn any suspicion. However, this time she began taking some shortcuts in the process, because that's what happens when you get cocky. You get sloppy. Uh, The first one was putting 70 doses of insulin rather than the standard 20 in his milk one night. After he was unconscious, Elfrida removed all of his clothing, placed him in bed, wrapped some ice-cold towels around him, 
propped the window wide open, and then left, making sure to lock the door on her way out. Needless to say, he came down with a case of pneumonia and passed away on November 11th, 1995. When his family learned of his death, they felt it was rather sudden, not to mention completely unexpected. Especially since he had passed away at home and the only person present was a woman he had just met who was already a widow twice over. His funeral was held on December 1st of 1995. Alois's, there's an, lots of S's, nephew <laughs> was his sole heir, and when he found out that his uncle had left his fortune to Elfrida, his suspicions about the sudden death rose even more. It was for that reason that the nephew chose to have uh, his uncle's remains exhumed for testing. It didn't take very long for an investigation to be launched into the many deaths that Alfreda seemed to be associated with. In fact, the police hauled her down to the station for questioning on January 11, 1996. At the time, she had over 6 million euros to her name. When they began asking her questions about the mysterious deaths she was adjacent to, she confessed to being responsible for six of them. Uh, however... Later, she would recant that confession. It's kind of too late at that point. Like, no one beat it out of you. You, right, you right, gave right. it up. <laughs> um, Elfrida's trial for the murder of Alois Pilcher began in February of 97. Even before the jury was selected, this case had become a spectacle in the media. The elderly murderer didn't shy away from the media circus either. In fact, her histrionic personality disorder milked it for everything it was worth. She seemed to revel in the attention she was receiving. Elfrida arrived at court every day prepared to put on a show for the army of press representatives. When she knew that all of the cameras were running and pointed directly at her, she turned it up a notch... She would grab her gold crucifix in her hand, raise it up to make sure it was seen by all of the cameras, and announce in a dramatic fashion, I wash my hands of it. Almost as if she were Pontius Pilate, clearing her conscious, con- conscience of Jesus' crucifixion. Praise the Lord yes, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw a picture of her doing that, and she, of course, has made herself look like the the... This is such a nice old lady. This nice Christian lady, you know. She could never do this. Yeah, it's all about death. Members of the media ate up everything she gave them because they considered her good copy. The best news story they could possibly get at the time. Elfrida's own testimony during the trial was no exception, especially when she blurted out, I pity no man when he dies. When Elfrida's trial was underway, she informed the media that she couldn't wait to get to prison. <laughs> After all, once she was there, she wouldn't have to worry about where her meals would come from. And she could focus her attention on what was truly important, writing her memoirs. And she's a, she doesn't have to worry about men either, man. I'm sure she'll have plenty of female com- oh, companionship. Yeah. Elfrida was anticipating that her life story would debut on the bestseller list. Then she made sure to let the viewing public know that she was looking for a serious, well-established publisher to team up with. 
She even released some teaser articles to Austrian newspapers. In those writings, Elfrida told everyone who bothered to read them that she had not done anything evil or illegal. She was merely helping the sickly move on. Wow. Always with that. That's that's a pretty consistent excuse that we hear on Medical Mondays, man. Um, yeah, and again, it's ballsy. Yeah. You know, I'm just helping the sickly move on. Get something original, you twat. Do something different. Yeah. Her writings also had an air of optimism within them. She made it clear that once she was finished with the murder trial that was not only troublesome, it was downright unreasonable. She held out hope that she would get married again. Sign me up, yeah. You know, okay... We know my history of psychos. <laughs> but that, I would even look at her and go, okay, I like the psychos, but um, honey? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and that's a no from I'm gonna me. Go, I'm going to go marry the Charles Manson girl over here because <laughs> I trust her. At least she's not after you for your money. Yeah. You know, I, I think I trust her a little bit more than I do you there, sugar tits. <laughs> On March 7th, 1997, a jury found Elfrida guilty of murdering Alois Pilcher. The judge ordered her to serve a life sentence in Schwarzo prison. However, that wasn't all she wrote for Elfrida Blaunsteiner. The authorities were still investigating the deaths of other individuals from her past. In fact, by that point, they had received exhumation orders to conduct autopsies on Alfreda's former neighbor, Francisca Coburl, and her former husband, Frederick Docker. By July 2000, the prosecutor in Vienna, Austria, charged Alfreda with two additional counts of murder. By April 20th, 2001, she was found guilty on those charges and received two more life sentences. Jesus Christ, that can go in her memoirs, too. Yeah, you ain't ever getting out. How I fucked up. Uh, big time, yes. By Alfreda Blaunsteiner. Blaunsteiner, whatever. <laughs> Blaunsteiner. Those were the last charges that Alfreda faced in court, despite the fact that the authorities suspected that she was responsible for the deaths of at least 15 more people. The story of Elfrida Blonsteiner was the ins- inspiration for a pop- popular movie in Austria. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, which translates to the mantis. Okay, I'm not even... I'm sorry, that's a word I'm, I can't even do today. <laughs> the movie was released in theaters sometime in 2001. On November 16th, 2003, Elfrida Martha... Blonsteiner was 72 years old when she was found dead in her cell at Schwarzau Prison. Was it from an insulin overdose? Uh, <laughs> her cause of death was related to the effects of a brain tumor, according to the medical examiner's records. And her remains were interred at the Vorhall Sim- <laughs> Simmering Cemetery in Austria. Now it's just, I just picture her in soup. It's <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's kind of hot. Mm, some human soup. I was thinking of Schwarzenegger and Kid in the Garden Cop going, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. And somebody going, yeah, yeah, bitch, it is. It is, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a real fucking it tumor. It is, yeah. That's not good. What's ah. up? <laughs> All your evil concentrated in one place. That's right, man. You got the evil tumor. I'm a 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 tumor. 
And that's that is all she wrote for Elfrida Blaunsteiner. Sweet. All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send me your booby pictures and naked pictures. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's wrong show, wrong show, wrong show. <laughs> you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs, just type in at BrutalNation. We'll pop right up get the full story without any of my bullshit. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. Stay classy, stay sexy, and hey, you know, I do accept blue pictures. I'm just just saying. Just just saying. It, you know, it, I think we both accept those. That's hot too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.